Welcome to the second episode of The Struggle is Real. I'm your host, Mahalia Latorchu, and I am here with my co-producer, Pack Sanity, Mr. Hey. Ryan Pack. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and I'm also here with Miss Angelica George. Hi, guys. The Struggle is Real. <laughs> and I'm also here with Manhar. Hello. Thank you for saying my name right. <laughs> that was a fake Indian accent, guys. <laughs> we are not Apu. <laughs> Everything is cool. <laughs> so before we start, Angelica, can you introduce yourself? We're like, just tell us who you are, how you got to SCAD, why you chose film. Ooh. Just a brief intro. Like my intro? Okay. Brief? Okay. <clears throat> I am Angelica M. George. I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I did my undergrad studies at Clark Atlanta University where I studied mass media arts, radio, TV, and film. Um, I'm in SCAD's film graduate program. I did tour the school in 2015, but I debated whether or not I was going to come here because assistant got the coins. But um, after I graduated from undergrad, I was low-key depressed. Um, and I decided the best thing to do was go back to school. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> Why would you choose film? Um, I chose film partially because I've always wanted to tell stories. And I always wanted to tell stories that I could relate to or connect with other people. I love documentaries, so I'm kind of leaning towards that as well. And I think my mom played a really big part. Her favorite movies are Titanic and Sound of Music. So those are considered like the classic movies, those movies that you have to see and you learn fundamentals from. So I think she played a real big part in that. So, so in a way, like your mom influenced you. Yes, wow. indirectly. She didn't know it because I hated watching Sound of Music and I hated watching Titanic. But now I'm like, yeah, those are good movies. Like, <laughs> when was that change? When was that change? Like that transition from I don't want to watch this to oh my god, what the fuck? I love this. Probably like eighth grade, going into high school, because I had a lot of different aspirations. I wanted to be a singer at one point, couldn't sing. Wanted to be a rapper, couldn't remember my lines or my lyrics. Um, I remember you showing me that video of you rapping. Don't Google me. <laughs> oh my God. Do not Google me. Wow. That was funny though. I'm not even gonna lie. You, you didn't link that. <laughs> And then I had aspirations of being a lawyer at one point. I told my mom, I'm like, I can't be a lawyer. I don't want to represent bad people. Clearly, I didn't know anything about law because I can do different types yes. of law. <laughs> like, but I know that now. Mm. But I always knew, like, something in the entertainment realm and film was film, TV, mixing some music, and dreams will come true. What about you, Manhar? What is your story? My story, um, I am from North India from this city called Chandigarh, which is four hours away from the capital, Delhi. It's the city where everyone kind of takes a stop for a day or two before everyone goes up to the Himalayas. Mm. Uh, so it's a really nice green city. It was designed by this uh, French architect called Lee Corbusier. So my childhood was there 18 years. And after that, for my undergrad, I went down south for engineering, guys. Oh, wow, wow. wow. I did engineering for two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh just before my first ever sessionals, um, I freaked out because this was not what I wanted to do. And mm -hmm. before that, all my 
high school in my grade 11 and 12 the only reason why i could survive non medical and science was because my days were balanced out between school and tuitions for uh, uh, science and evenings were theater so from 5 to 10:30 in the night we were just doing some play or the other so we would do plays like mothers day by jb priestley uh night of january 16 by ayn rand um uh, and i mean that's when i kind of fell in love with the stage learned like the abc's of acting so to say and this is like 2009 so got to south india pursuing engineering hate it uh decided to leave the school my parents want me to come back home apply again for engineering colleges i'm like what wait no what i cannot <laughs> do that um and then i just found like this quaint cottage quite uh college in in this uh, university town itself in south um and i pursued mass communication and it was good but it didn't relate a lot with filmmaking it related a lot with newspapers writing articles uh a lot of journalism and a lot of advertisement a lot of uh, pr and stuff like that and um i think that's really funny cuz i also started off in journalism mm -hmm. and i especially like being at scad with like in the grad program i found that a lot of people actually got their start in journalism and realized it was not what they wanted to do and switched to film yeah yeah but i mean that was the funny thing because when i was switching colleges fighting with my family and stuff like that we barely spoke for a week and a half and then finally my mother she uh, agreed and she said you know let him do this he'll he'll be happy and he'll excel at this and i was 3 years of my life in south and then i applied all over the world for film schools my grandfather was the most adamant person he 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 told me to do an mfa or nothing he mm -hmm. was very adamant he because i wanted to do a quick diploma course and just start work outside in the professional world but he made sense he said you know you need to find yourself in a masters program more than finding other people and collaborating because you need to you need to uh, what do you say clear out the diamond from the rough oh, and wow. and find can your, i call uh, your grandpa um <laughs> i need to i need better. some I mean, advice i right. wish i wish i could speak to him but he yeah he passed away this year on on january 28th I'm yeah, I mean, he, he's sorry for your loss. Uh, yeah. This wasn't going to be like this night, and but a casual sorry. podcast, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I talk too much. I'm yeah, nosy. I asked no, us. This is this is this great. This is amazing this because I mean, I'm, for me, I'm more adamant to finish MFA for him. You know, <laughs> to like just be like I did this for him in that sense, mm -hmm. and that's why I mean, uh, then SCAD happened, and funny thing, first project in SCAD, first ever. thing fall 2017 was an acting thing and i just last weekend again i i got selected to act as the antagonist in a thesis film and congrats I mean, congratulations it was amazing i mean guys like <laughs> but i mean yeah i was speaking to another friend and i realized it's going to be 10 years in 2019 since i've been acting and oh, oh wow Yeah, you, oh that's God, a, that's that's right. You said right. 2009, right? Uh, that's when you got your start. Well, it's yeah, I mean, the struggle is real. Ten is a decade, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a decade. I had to make sure it's it's, you know. Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> Just they want me that slow person on the podcast talk about yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know what's funny? You said 2009, and I was like, yeah, that was like last year. It's not. No. <laughs> I was graduating from eighth grade, I think. Yeah, I was a, yeah, yeah was... going in freshman in You know my school. first play? What was your first play? Lion King. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Would you, you know play? why I played? <laughs> I played a female hyena. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> I was the one doing a background dance behind Scar. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What is your goal with acting, hmm? What's your goal with acting? Um, Oscar, I mean, Emmy? Take over TV, film? Why not? I mean, yeah. Look at Donald Glover. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very good example. This is America. <laughs> yes. Mm, yep. Yeah, I mean, why so not? That's a, good, that's a good music video. Yeah. It is. It's a lot of deep... Um, so much, in so it, yeah. metaphorical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you definitely have to watch it more than once. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because when I first watched it, like, I was so focused on Donald Glover. Like, I didn't notice the, what was happening in the background. But when I watched it the second time, I was like, mm -hmm. oh. It was a lot. It was, yeah, you know it was, what was a lot. You know what was shocking for me? When what? I watched that video, like, when he was shooting everyone, yeah, it did not phase me, mm. and I, and and then like when I thought about it, I was like, "Whoa, I'm so desensitized mm. to watching people get shot that and watching so people true. die mm -hmm. that like it didn't even phase me like that these people were like shot and it was supposed to be like a dramatic moment or maybe that was the point to exactly. show yeah. to enlighten you that you're desensitized like that's mm. normal. Yeah, that's so true. And with that being said, like when we watched the video. Did we see something that said like graphic, like warning, like warning, this is graphic content? No, I don't, I don't know. So. I don't remember seeing so, that. No. So that even lets you because know how you the world see that? I mean, Facebook does that now, but like there are so many things where like you just scroll through your Facebook feed mm -hmm. and you see it. some really stuff ridiculous stuff that should have warning labels on it, yeah. but don't. Mm -hmm. And the more you watch it, the more you're just like, eh. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's crazy society's yeah towards like i'll watch a video and be like well at least that person didn't get shot and i was like whoa wait that doesn't <laughs> that's not that's that horrible you should be thinking that's not a like it's still wrong <laughs> it's just so horrible yeah but i mean in that sense you know this year is has like five months have gone by and i think like audio visually it's got so much great content coming out in the future as well and even now, just with the music video, you know, the narrative of it and the, the meaning behind it and the character that he was based on. Yeah. I saw a, a, an animated image of that. And because in the beginning, you don't understand that when he wrote it, probably he didn't imagine him. To, you don't imagine like the viewer to for, for him to be like this character, because it's such a rare thing to create something like that on those lines. Just, you know, someone who doesn't care you know mm -hmm. on those lines and when you see that his research behind it then you're like oh this must have taken time you know and the background what you guys are saying ah yeah that's when you know like whatever i i love the fact that you know with every quarter that we're going through mm -hmm. yes we're kind of understanding the way in which these things are made and we're easily able to break it down yes like the the making of it which yes. not a lot of people uh, i would assume from different professions would be able to Yes. They will talk about the, the metaphor behind it, or the meaning behind it, and the, uh, you know, how it's spreading uh, awareness. But even from a filmmaking point of view, you understand how 
the illusion has been made to capture people and engage people and you know change them mm-hmm. in, in that sense like how you're talking about the desensitized thing it's it's like we're used to it yeah it's like every second day you hear about a gun uh, a shooting somewhere in a school or back in india every every third day you'll hear about a rape you know mm-hmm. about kids being raped etc but it's so normal people you listen barely even it barely even registers in their head and they just move on so quickly for those of you who don't know what we're talking about sorry it dawned on me that some people might not know what this is so this is america is a song by the rapper childish gambino also known as donald glover he's um actor director musician rapper um he has a hit tv exactly he does everything (laughs) atlanta yep exactly (laughs) he has his tv show atlanta which is filmed here in Atlanta. A- Shout out A- to town. Donald Glover if you ever need interns. And it was released on May 5th, 2018. And um, it's just a very powerful music video. And I encourage everybody to go take a look at it and um, absorb it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Absorb it. Um, compositionally, though, it was really. Wow, really nice like everything was choreographed so well mm. especially like the slow like dolly movement like mm. going into the frame coming out it was just gorgeous and i wondered how they liked how they lit the whole exactly yeah because that was like a big kind of like a warehouse kind of situation exactly. but he was so well lit everywhere he went Shout outs to the lights, the grips. <laughs> Shout out to the production yeah. team who don't get enough credit in the credits. <laughs> I swear. Facts, because they make the movies happen. Yeah. What have you guys been learning from cinematography? That lighting sucks. What else you <laughs> Um, you know, love this professor. Love him. Love him. And he he knows that I know that I I think lighting is not for me. Three point lighting, not for me. Cross key lighting, book lighting. I might be able to do some interview lighting. I kind of got that one. That's about it. But, but I feel like the more you practice, yeah, the more I, you'll get better at it because it's so essential to mm-hmm. storytelling. And I guess I didn't realize it. Like I was watching. Don't judge me. I like watching the show <laughs> Riverdale. And no, I heard I that was, was a good show. Why I really judging? liked it. I haven't there watched was, it though. There was a scene, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but there was a scene where um, an antagonist was talking to one of the lead characters and he was kind of like in a decision of whether he should go like um, do the right thing or the wrong thing. And the way they lit it, and I didn't realize it until like, um, they cut to a different scene and cut back. Mm-hmm. The antagonist was kind of sitting in a red glowishy light. Oh, them gels. And then <laughs> the the protagonist was sitting in half blue. Like half of his face mm. was blue, half of his face was red. And I was like, whoa, I can see the struggle and the conflict in the story mm-hmm. on your face visually through the lighting. And I was like, whoa, there goes cinematography teaching me something there yeah. we go yeah yeah, yeah. My, my normal friends those who aren't in <laughs> film i ruin movies you mean for your them. lawyer friends 
Oh my God. <laughs> I literally ruined movies the for them because I'm like, um, that continuity, that hair, ooh, mm. okay. My family hates watching movies with me because I do that all the time. I just, I'd be like, look at that. That water bottle was on the table and now it's on the coffee table. Like, whoever was a script supervisor did not do their job. They did it wrong. The continuity is wrong. We're making that same thing. It's so tough to keep the continuity. I it is. And then you realize <laughs> all the times when you've been pointing it at other people's work, you're like, oh shit. This yeah. Is, yeah. The struggle is real. And then you make that same exactly. mistake. The struggle the is real on set. It's so easy to point out what's wrong on a show or in a movie, but when you're actually on set, you have so many things going on that yeah. it's so hard to make sure everything's on schedule and everything is on track. Yeah, but I I agree. I think it really goes into the whole budgeting aspect, especially when we're out here making passion projects. So mm. then you need people in your crew who are doing this off of pure passion, mm. which usually leaves you with a small crew, and then you miss even more things that if you had another person at designated position, like a a person who actually really wants to be a group supervisor instead of me, you know, using my roommate because I have, <laughs> and be like, okay, this is what you need to do. Just tell them. To to read this line pick up here and it's just the passion needs the paycheck to match mm. <laughs> let's see that's so that's so real that is so real oh man i um i've been really struggling i have a film shoot on saturday and like these it's so hard tomorrow? as a student yeah tomorrow okay i have a film shoot tomorrow Yesterday, one of my tr actors had dropped out. Who do I got some stories with you? <laughs> Have you heard of this actor called Manhood? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, I recasted. He has, he has a decade uh, in the game. <laughs> I will be calling you. Decade <laughs> in the game. <laughs> but um, yeah, but what they, happened? They just they dropped out. They double booked. Here's mm -hmm. a, here's a problem when you're a student, right? And you're like you have zero budget, like a zero dollar budget. Yeah. When you go, for example, on like acting sites and stuff like that to get your actors, you know, I casted, I did the whole audition process, everything. Mm -hmm. They booked me and I was like, okay, we're great, but I'm not paying them. So they went to another audition and that, that production is mm -hmm. going to pay them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So of course you're gonna get dropped. Exactly. And like, I'm not even, you're I'm mad, mad but, but not, not mad because I don't have a budget to pay you. Mm -hmm. And I understand everybody has their bills to pay and stuff like that. But yeah, the struggle is real when it comes to that. But I mean, like, look at it from this point of view. I mean, I'd rather I go through this kind of a situation now mm -hmm. while I'm in school and guarded with the school's, um, you know, uh, frame. Uh, because what, what's the worst case scenario? I'll, I'll, I'll get a bad grade. Right. Right. Uh, in the other case, when you're out of school and you're actually professionally working out there for a company, for a production house, for whatever, and something happens like this, this will make us learn how right. to deal with it then, you know, in that sense. that That's what I've realized in school, in those these two years, two and a half, three years, whatever. That's the time when you're, in a way, allowed to make as many mistakes as possible. Right. Yeah. You know, because when you're out there, it's the real deal. Your your name will travel, your work will travel faster than anything out there. Right. You know, imagine like what we were talking about, the lights and grips. 
who uh, uh, technicians who worked in the, uh, the This Is America music video. If they have that on their resume now, they're mm. in. They're, right. You know, yeah, the right, work right. speaks. The actions count more than the words. And by the end of it, if I mean, I know it'll it is a setback. You mm -hmm. you you feel pathetic because as a producer, you want the best thing, right? And you want like everything to work out perfectly. But well, plans yeah. don't work out. You know. I I will say this: the struggle is real, but the struggle is also necessary. Yes. Oh, it'll build you up. I completely agree. I think I might have been. I don't know who I was saying this to. It was probably you guys, because I feel like I just said it ten minutes ago. That <laughs> I'm going to end up being the best producer in the world because this one, this one passion project, <laughs> one passion project, every conflict has happened. Um, people not showing up to the table read, main cast not showing up to the table read. Um, people telling me thirty minutes before they're not going to be on set whether it's an actor or a crew member people tell me all kinds of things that we have to push the time back and i'm the type of person i'm gonna give you notice like let me know if there's a conflict it's just a lot and it it's a lot. a lot but i will say that like the students here are very clutch because there was literally like two weeks ago what do um, you clutch? By clutch, I mean they are so. Um, Kobe on the three-point line. No, <laughs> they come. They come through. Um, like, um, for example, for exactly, they're there for you. They have your back. Because, for example, we had a shoot two weeks ago where our producer had forgotten to um, had forgotten an entire scene that we were supposed to do for our music video, and so we had a crew coming in at eight. PM um, for um, the other half of the the scene, but we were supposed to shoot early in the day to do the previous part, and this was literally hours before our producer had realized that they had they had forgotten about it. And, Holy, um, that's that's a lot. Yep, it was a lot. But we were as me and the director, the director and I were sitting right outside and like the common area, like what are we gonna do? How are we gonna pull a crew together? And literally every student we that walked by us, we were like, hey, are you free today? What are you doing at from two to four? Do you wanna come on the shoot? Do you wanna help? Literally everyone that passed by said yes. They all showed up. We ended up having more people than necessary on That's the set. That's beautiful. And everything worked out and I was like, oh my God, like the students here are like amazing because like they're so willing and ready to like, work and do stuff that's that's yeah. what i love about scat though i mean like i was talking to a friend of mine and he was telling me about the other schools that he got in and why he chose scat by the end of it and I'm, i was curious because there were some schools ranking wise or from whatever i've read that 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 were in a way you know uh, ranked higher than scat mm -hmm. and i was really curious i'm like by the end of it why did you choose atlanta and scat and he said something on the lines of the other schools uh, will give you a lot of theoretical knowledge as well in class, a lot of readings, a lot of good movie watching, foreign language movies, and world cinema basically by the end of it to, get, to understand different cultures and see how the narrative at the end of the day is pretty similar. It's the cultures that are playing around with it. But he said that SCAD is one school wherein, irrespective of whatever your course is, you can be on a film set and you can learn something because I feel like film is that medium obviously wherein all these different arts just dissolve into one 
you know there's there's makeup where you have a lot of luxury fashion people right. there, there's costume there's interior design where you can get in production design there's a uh, script writing where you can get even writers right. you know so it amalgamates everyone under one roof and you see the hard work of every single person months of months of hard work yeah. in just two hours and it's so easy to like bring it down but at the same time and that's what i heard a quote once that said something on the lines of the fact that a movie gets made in itself is a miracle yeah that's true because that. that i don't so see true. i don't see yep mm -hmm. <laughs> i feel like every conflict i'm like oh that's supposed to be a daytime scene oh you got a conflict oh that means this is not a daytime scene anymore this is a nighttime scene how does that work Literally, okay every production has like its own nightmare yeah. yeah and they they push through it and they get it done whether whether or not the movie is good is another is another whole other conversation. Well, but it got it got done, and that is a miracle. That yep. is a miracle. All right, well, this film I'm talking about, our last shooting day is Sunday. I will let y'all know how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying because I feel like it was a really great concept. Like it was a really great concept. We worked really hard. Like we had a casting call, so we definitely were like, who's ever a part of this is going to be really serious about it. But even like talking about what Monhart was talking about in regards to all these different majors, um, I was sitting in SCAD last night and a guy was working on like his uh, MFA thesis and he was like, I had a storyboard. Um, uh, like somebody who was doing this story, storyboard, somebody who was into anim animation and they pulled out but just so happened another person in there was like somewhere in the animation drawing they're working on a storyboard as well and they connected and that's like one less thing to take off your plate that's one less thing to take off your plate i should say mm -hmm. in regards to your thesis because the thesis i he showed me his packet for the thesis it wasn't thick but it was a lot of stuff in those couple of pages mm -hmm. so i was just I like believe it. Very detailed. Uh, one less thing, because if you can't draw, why struggle and try to draw? Have somebody who can draw and really get your concept on piece of paper, on a piece of paper. Yeah. So. Yeah. What do you guys think about like the thesis film? Your own personal thesis. Film? I'm like, scared. About it? I'm so scared. I'm scared because I don't know if I want to do a documentary or if I want to do a short film. I feel like when you start a documentary, the story can change and you might see something else in the story. I'm scared because if this is if I'm working on a short film passion project and I have crew and I have actors pulling out, I'm going to go crazy if it's my thesis and somebody's pulling out because they're judging you on everything. And I'm sure they don't expect it to be top to bottom perfect, but I don't want it to be like a mistake that's like, Oh, pass or fail kind of mistake, you know. Mm. I think you'll just be. I think you'll be fine. Oh, There's a lot you. of there. I've, then, I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of people like when it comes to thesis and okay. people volunteering for like to help. Mm -hmm. People are like serious because everyone's like, I'm not gonna mess up this person's. Brain. Yeah. So uh, that's what I've seen personally from like just watching other people listening in on conversations. Yes. But um, for mine, <laughs> hey man, these—you know these <laughs> people just—we we talk things. so freely here. People yeah, just like they—they'll say anything, and it doesn't matter who's around, which is, is fine. Because I'd like to absorb it. I want to know everything that's going on anyway. Yeah, but so. it's like it's such a serious conversation. Yeah, you know. <laughs> This, I've, I've heard some really interesting conversations that oh, probably yeah. should have been private, but we're not. But that's okay. That's we a conversation had an, you know, we had an assignment like that. Did you in really? In one of our classes. Wait, what? Last quarter. What? I think it was, 
I mean, 501 with a professor. Mm, uh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I love audio. <laughs> and he was like, one of the, legit, one of the assignments was in the middle of the class, you took a break, and uh, he's like, uh, go to the um, upstairs cafeteria and just sit there and listen to people. Ooh. And whatever phrase mm. they use, use one of those phrases in the story that you create and have either a beginning, beginning, middle and end and fit that phrase somewhere and create a story like that. And it was wow. amazing. Like the, the, the stories that people got, it was like a merge of reality was, and your imagination. Wow. In that sense. I hope you didn't catch me on my day. Cause I know I'd be in there like, da -da 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 -da. is this happening? Da -da 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 -da. Okay. Good. I hate actors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for my thesis film, I've I have two ideas in mind, mm. but I'm not I'm not sure which one I want to pursue, because one of them would kind of be playing it safe, right? Mm. You want to, and yeah. the other. The other one would probably be more, Risk. I guess, uh, risky and more experimental. And I'm kind of trying to push myself because the whole reason of being in school is so you can experiment and yep, be risky and do stuff. Do this is the time to do it and not doing it with like other people's <laughs> money. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I'm trying to push myself to do that one. I, don't, I just don't know yet. I haven't. I really haven't decided. I really haven't decided. What about you? I mean, I was asking about the thesis because, like, I'm, I mean, I'm not scared. I'm excited mm -hmm. because um, I worked on a thesis film in, in January as soon as I landed back from India uh, after the vacations. And it was amazing. It was intense. People were there. And, you know, we had, like, a huge crew. And uh, it went very smoothly. And at the same time, it was a long shoot. Two hours, continuous days, 12-hour shoots. Mm -hmm. So we were pretty zapped out. And then last weekend when I was acting, that thesis crew was on another level. I mean, uh, there were around 20 people on set. And three of them were the students I knew from SCAD. The rest of them were people who had already graduated or, from, or were freelancing and stuff like that. But, I mean, we had like two days of shoots, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And the way they worked was so smooth. Wow. Um, and I, I was talking to the director after the shoot and I was asking him how was your experience because the director himself is an Emmy award winning docu a documentary oh, wow. uh, winner. What? Congrats. Yeah. Good for and him. And he's worked with uh, Pakistan's uh, uh, award, uh, Oscar award winning uh, documentary artist. He was mm. assisting her before he joined SCAD for his program. Oh wow! And his movies also. Huh, you need to give me his name afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was, you know, his script was so well written, and the team he had, the DOP he had, got a crew that had around six more people. So the camera camera crew in itself wow. was six people who were there wow. to just kill it. So we had wow. like the scenes for me were only in the car, and every time they had to move the rig of the camera. Uh, based on the shot that they wanted. Either it was a master or an over-the-shoulder or a close-up. And they had uh, decided a certain route. And the only light they used inside the car was behind the steering wheel, they had an LED light that they could manipulate, like how you can manipulate the fan. And they had decided a route uh, which uh, depended on the dialogues. So the non-important dialogues, they went, we went through the dark neighborhood. And the, the important dialogues, we went on the streetlights. 
So they used that kind of a scenario and I was just looking at the camera crew always in front of us sitting behind a car and every time I looked at them they didn't give a fuck about the actors, they didn't give a fuck about anything, they couldn't even hear us, they could only see the frame. All of their eyes were just on the rig. If it falls, if how is the shot looking, they were so dedicated and it blew my mind away. And I mean, based on those lines, that's why I'm eager now and excited now for the thesis because I feel like it's like building up through the course to the thesis film. Mm-hmm. And the more, it's like, and that thesis film will, in a way, be our face, you know, outside. If how well it does or how bad it does, either way, it'll teach us a lot. Um, and based of those memorable, hopefully, experiences, is how I think we will start looking at the world and looking at stories, and obviously evolve later on professionally outside school. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. And even seeing like, you know, animation students work on their senior films or thesis films, it's amazing uh, the amount of, not just detail, but you know how much they've thought about it. You right. Know? And how much they've- put they've, a lot of thought into yeah. what they're planning into. It engulfs them completely. Like you're sleeping, eating, drinking, talking, dreaming about your film. It's, right. it's like that. Yeah. And See, that's just, why I'm like, I also want to like love the idea that I have for my thesis. You that, know, that is true. I just I want to make sure that that's the day. one that I'm dedicated to, and that's the one that I would love to submit to festivals. Exactly. And if it wins something, I could be like, yes, I'm proud that this is the project that made. I chose yeah. and that what made my name. I totally agree. And then you, you talking about these car scenes. I just realized we're shooting a car scene tonight and we, yeah, woo! <laughs> woo! some gaff tape on lips. <laughs> no ring. I got an LED light. I got that part. I got, a I got it. I got that part. I don't know about everything else. I'll make sure we ride through the darker neighborhoods on the unimportant dialogue. That's my tips. <laughs> But like, what are the, you know, like the last minute problems that you faced in your uh, set till now? Last minute problems? Last minute issues, last minute, whatever problems. Ooh. Good things, bad things, whatever. Good I mean. things, bad things. Um, last minute. For me, definitely an actor dropping out last minute. Um, and we ended up rewriting the scene right there mm. on set. But it ended up being more powerful of a scene without mm. that person there, because we kind of realized that that person was kind of like Not a good. crutch. You know, they didn't have yeah. like okay, you know how in script writing they're like your character has to have like business. Mm. Yeah. In mm. the scene, this person didn't have business. They were just they were kind of there to help. You know, as exposition to help push it along. Okay. Mm. And mm. so we were faced with having to try to tell the scene visually mm. like to communicate what how to mm. you know push mm. the story along visually versus just through dialogue it was a challenge but i think it came out really nice last minute problems i can't think of anything else what about you angelica um oh i forgot about that mm. okay so i've had crew member drop out mm. um i've had a main cast drop out on a shoot a shoot that mahali was on and ryan was on um, actors extremely late. Um, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had another situation. <laughs> I was like, I had to think about what shoot that was. Yeah, they were, they were so But how does that brilliant. change, like, your relationship with them? I mean, oh. especially if you're friends oh. outside of, you know, the professional arena. If they're not a good professional, how does it change your friendship? Oh, I can address two things. Well, you know, that's so funny a... that you mentioned that because we literally had this conversation yesterday. Oh, we definitely did. Um, oh, my other situation was I had to, like, rewrite my script because I lost the location, even though I was told that I had the location. But me and Mahalia actually were talking about um, personal and business. I've always tried to be a person who can separate personal and business. Like, I work really close with one of my other friends, and literally, I'll call her and be like, okay, this is business, da 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 And I'm literally not going to talk off topic. We're not going to talk about clothes. We're not going to talk about a party. We're not going to talk about anything. And right. then I'll be like, okay, done with business. Okay, girl, what you doing? What we doing tonight? That, because I just, but it's like so hard not to get irritated with your friends you love them to death but you mm -hmm. know their qualities and then you might get irritated like oh if they hit you and be like oh let's go out to eat and you looking like girl you didn't do that little part of the project that we working on yeah, yeah. why are we going out to eat together and this this quarter has been especially tough because we where we have to work in groups right for yeah. everything basically and some of the group members are your friends some of the group members you know, you might, you might not have class, known. Maria. I know your group. <laughs> um, but, well, that, mm, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that well, later. Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, so. Uh, but, I mean, it's amazing, right? Because you get to know how to deal with those people as well. It is. And for me, I personally, I guess it just, it sets up in my mind, okay, who would I call for my thesis? Exactly. Who am I going to call on set? Yeah. Versus who, who would be a last minute person to call in if I'm desperate? Yeah. Mm. That's the only thing because with friends, I feel like they'll, a lot of my friends, they'll come through in the clutch, but I don't know sometimes. And you know, you're not, know. And sometimes <laughs> you're not supposed to always do business with friends. And it I sours agree. the relationship. And that's okay. You mm -hmm. just need to find people that you can work with professionally and mm. have your friends outside of what of your craft and what you want to do. I agree. I saw a post that said something like your team and your friends don't have to be the same people. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I agree. That's you know, I there's people I work ask, with professionally actually. that I love, but I could not hang out with you outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what <laughs> I was going to ask, actually, because like film, in a way, you know, like, for me personally, is such a medium wherein like your personal life and professional life is there's a very thin line in between for me. As a writer, when you're kind of writing those stories out, um, you give a lot of yourself out in it, mm -hmm. in, in that sense. And I feel that my question is that, is it necessary for you to be friends with someone first before you can work with them on a film? No, but no. I think in certain aspects it's beneficial because you kind of know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of know what they like or how they move. Or how they, their brain functions in this And scenario. as yeah, a producer, kind of how to manipulate them mm -hmm. or like Jedi mind trick them, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, I have friends that are, they, they think really, really big. And that's what makes them a great director. Yeah. But budget-wise, safety-wise... Certain uh -uh. things. Certain <laughs> the things producer in me is like, nope, let's shut it down. <laughs> so, like, you know, not because I know the per person personally, yeah. I can, like, 
kind of finesse my way in their mind and be like, ah, oh, maybe we should do it like this instead. Or does that really serve the story? Mm. Yeah. Shout out to Quinisha. I mean, Quinn. Sorry, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Quinn for coining that, that phrase, Jedi Mind Tricking, your director. That's oh, his yeah. phrase. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he says it all the time. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think... I, I, I agree that you don't have to always be friends with the people you work with because sometimes you have people who can't separate it. If okay. you're friends with a person, they, they might get a little too comfortable. They might think they can kind of get away with little things and it's like, we're in business mode. I'm not doing Ryan that Ryan is you. really shaking his head right now. <laughs> Ryan, is there something you want to say? Go ahead, Ryan. That is true. That is true. It's very, it's very difficult to uh, separate like professional and friends. So yeah, what you said was I totally agree. Like sometimes they just slack up because oh we're we're friends like it'll be okay. But no, when it comes to business, you act professionally. You know what they call that? <laughs> and at I, seven p.m. Be there at seven. Yeah. PM. And I'll look at you as a business person and be like, girl, you know I ain't gonna do business with you no more. But we can still go out to eat and get drinks. Exactly. We're just not gonna do business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I feel it's a very tough um, balance to maintain. It, it is. is. You know, at the end of the day. And because film sucks up so much of your life, I love that it does. But it's like, what time do you do have for your personal life? And then it makes you kind of end up being around people who you might not be around all the time. And then you might grow closer with them. Or you might prefer to be around people you're already friends with. So it's like you're, oh, I'm hanging with my friend, but I'm still doing business at the same time. It's just like, uh. Yeah, mm. lines get blurred sometimes. Like, but it's funny because like you know I, before scared i used to think why does it take people to like you know a director to come out with a movie a year they can make so many more movies mm-hmm. are they lazy what is the problem why why is it just movie a year and a half each for a director but here i mean after like a couple of quarters i realized that you know as an actor when you have portraying a role by the end of it you're building a life Right, mm-hmm. you're creating a role. You're you're giving it the personality, the emotions, and you have a backstory as well, which is not, which obviously does not begin from the first page of the script, which begins from the time of the birth of the character. So, in a very similar way, I realized that the film um, itself has a life of its own, mm-hmm. and it takes the writer some months or maybe years to let it grow in himself, the story. And then the director visualized the story and let it grow inside him, you know. And then obviously, so many hundreds of people come on board and just work on that one vision. Like, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. It I mean, is. you know, when everyone's just working for one thing and striving for that, that perfection that you know at the end of the day you won't achieve, that you'll have to compromise in, in certain places, but you still want the best of the best to come out. And that's what one of our professors says. He, he, he just cares about what you show him on screen. Mm. You know? Yeah. That's all. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about the fights, the blah, the blue, yeah. the, the struggle, the blood, the sweat. No, I just want to see what you show me, what you show me. Can you tell I the story? To... Like, can you tell the story? Like, that's what he means? Yeah. yeah. Just, just show me what, that's what you did. That's the lesson I had to learn this quarter because I was taking um, producing class. Mm-hmm. And everything was like stressing me out because there were issues right so i'd, I'd go to I'd what go would fill me without issues <laughs> there are a lot of issues and i would just like i'd go to 
to my teacher and be like, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. How do I keep my calm? How do I do all this? And then like I went home and I was like, none of that really matters at all because it's all about the movie. Yep. So as long as the movie is good, just shut up. <laughs> That's so true. Like I had to tell myself, shut up, stop complaining. As long as the vision was achieved, you know what? That's what it is. I need to hear that for myself. I'm gonna stop complaining. As well, long as my people get their shots. Sometimes you need to vent, but there's a there comes to a point where mm. you have to realize, stop complaining, stop yep. venting. Look and see if your vision was achieved, and if it was, move on because you did what you had to do. Yeah. And I feel like the producer is the one who needs the most kind of venting out. Yeah, because he or she knows all the <laughs> shit that that has has taken him or her to like you know build up this production from mm-hmm. actually uh, uh, the 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 words on a sheet from there onwards to actually. Getting location and so many things. I mean, you all know. Yeah. And then if one piece is missing, they're looking at you like, "Oh my God, it's all you." And yeah. then, like you said, making sure the vision comes across. So it's like, yeah, I can make the final say so, but I want to make sure my director, and my cinemato- cinematographer, are okay, and they're still achieving their visual story. Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's definitely because you look at the producer and it's like, um, yeah, this is on you. Mm-hmm. It's on you. Like. Mm-hmm. I was about to cuss. (laughs) I didn't know if this was a cussing. Very casual. The struggle is real. Cuss words come out. (laughs) Um, On some platforms, we can curse. Others, we won't. But I'm going to edit. Don't you worry about that. That's I say that. I'm not going to start acting like a sailor and start. (laughs) But I never asked you guys, what is it that you want to do in the industry? Um, Produce and direct. On my own production company and eventually my own television network and sprinkling some music, you know. Um, I manage an artist by the name of E Major, the E Major. I got a plug, T-H-E-E-M-A-E-J-O-R on Instagram. Major Mondays, every it's Monday right. at 8 p.m. Okay, I'm done, guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. Um, it's good thing you said plug It'll plug-in. be funny knowing Mahalia cuts that out. <laughs> See, I won't be what happened, Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> we had that cutting. <laughs> don't worry, this is a plug-in moment. Um, if you guys don't have it already, get your movie pass. You know, mm, trying to get sponsored, so we're gonna talk about movie pass. And if okay. you haven't awesome. got your movie pass, I love movie pass. You know, but I hate the fact struck. that they're trying to like have like a movie, like a limit on the particular movie that you see. There's like this new update apparently. I don't know. I read it in an article that you can only watch the movie once. So even if you go the next day for that particular movie, you can't watch it. Yeah, so and a that limit. sucks. Yeah, there's a limit. Cause it's like what ten dollars a month. Yes. yes. Yeah. Get your movie I pass, ten dollars a month, and also get film struck. You hey. know. I need to get it I like during film June. Struck. There's there gonna go. be a lot of movies coming out in June. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to cancel it because I'm sorry, movie pass, I don't got money. (laughs) That $10 might break me. (laughs) I'm on the Netflix free trial right now. (laughs) But yeah, get your film struck, get your movie pass. But uh, yeah, yeah. What about you, Manhar? What about me? What is it that you want to do in the industry? I know you like to act. Yes, if that wasn't clear. (laughs) Um, 10 years in, guys. 10 uh, years. That's a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would like to so there's this filmmaker in India who I really look up to Uh, his name is Rajkumar Hirani 
yeah he's made a really some amazing movies in india that have uh, not just done critically well but commercially also it's done amazingly well both in india and in guess what china mm. Mm. so his way of writing is something that i am very intrigued by uh, he has this uh, he talks about this formula called uh, lcd formula so he nowadays he writes with a co-writer uh the last three films that he wrote were with him and the lcd formula is basically that in every scene that they visualize and they create there has to be either laughter crying or drama mm. that the audience goes through if that is not achieved uh the scene hasn't been able to tell the audience what it wanted to in the whole narrative one by one as you progress so I mean he he wanted to be a director and he started it at the Film Television Institute of India which is very very pristine and and um there's one in London Film Tele- and Television Yeah yeah so it's yeah. very tough and rare to get in but he got in as an editor and he learned editing first and then he started writing and then he first shot his uh, shot his movie first and and like all his movies basically tell a lot of serious things in a very humorous way mm-hmm. which entertain audiences make them laugh hoot cry and then in 5 seconds they'd be like but what why am i laughing at this this is a real issue that we're mm. dealing with right so it's very satirical as well but it's all very you know humorous and it entertains you and makes you think so i would like to write and and direct and then edit movies like him and i mean i love from the most i mean i don't i don't know i would love to do everything i would i love theater love mm-hmm. to do plays monologues slam poetry um so funny story uh we yep. in my undergrad in my third semester we started a production house and wow. oh, as cool. of march Fresh. 8th uh, uh in in that's what we need here a student production yes. company that's what that's what it ought to be yeah mm-hmm. sorry that's a good idea. We Please, yeah that. we should talk about Ooh, hey. <laughs> Look at that. An idea was born. <laughs> we have documented. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, um it, uh, we uh, and as of March 8th this year it's uh uh we have the name uh what's the word? Um covered um you know when you get the name rights. Oh, trademarked? Trademarked. Copyrighted? That's right. Oh my god, what the <laughs> uh, we have the name of the production house trademarked under oh, the government of India. Oh, nice. Congrats. So it's called Untied Laces. UGL, oh, wow. I, I see that. the logo. Like, I just seen it. Like, uh, that's yes. nice. Very visual, right? Yeah. The logo is just like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we started it, it in back in 2014, and we still have around 30 people in that university town where there are students working on different promos, short films. uh music videos and stuff like that so now in a way me and a couple of friends we started it from theater mm-hmm. we envisioned the youtube channel slash production house first and then because we were all from the theater background because we loved it so much and we loved the stage and the live interaction so much more um we created a live event as well uh wherein we get artists from all spheres of life mm-hmm. be it a painter uh, a graphic designer a slam poet an actor uh, a musician uh, a person who just plays uh, the uh, uh, an instrument a mime artist and all of them 
under one roof mm. and we created a show called baba nights baba is a way of referencing people back in india like bro or dude mm. and it's I, i don't know why but like it's it has a lot of love to me baba 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 b a b a Yeah, yeah. And we envision that from now on, right? Oh, uh, yes. Baba. Yeah. Baba. <laughs> Baba can you hear me, Baba? <laughs> 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 and yeah, that was the event and then we uh, one of the most recent events we got Ted X Lamp poet and a musician who was in great while pursuing art. Oh, nice. And and they composed a performance together where she performed this lamp poet and he was playing the music instrument. So in a way we realized this is a Tinder for artists. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I mean, from there on out, I've just been rambling. I forgot what my point was. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to write, direct, edit. <laughs> I love movies. It's my life. Yeah. Um, who inspires you, Angelica? We learned who inspired Manhar. Manhar. Mm-hmm. Ooh, who inspires? Baba. Who inspires you? Wow. Baba. Who inspires me? Um, definitely, I would say like if we're talking about people I know and I can call, I would definitely say my mom. Um, she's always been a hard worker. Like she's the type of person. I just feel like she was the perfect mom. Other than her being late, let me not give her that. She's late for everything. Love you dearly, and she's gonna listen. She's gonna be like, why are you telling people I'm always late? Um, <laughs> But I just feel like she's always allowed me to be like creative and I remember having like an easel and paint painting and having a chalkboard and having Play-Doh just all those things that allowed me to if I wanted to express myself whatever way I could express myself and then I just always seen her as a woman who's like oh I can work and I can still make sure my children are good. I don't recall anything that my mom's missed. Mm-hmm. And she still was working full time and stuff and everything. That's nice. That's, that's and my mom is a nurse, so she works in the medical field. And, you know, that's kind of like unpredictable hours. But I feel like she never missed anything. So she's definitely a big inspiration. In regards to like in the industry, um, kind of like gearing towards music, Karen Silva, because I really respect her drive and that she owns her lane as a woman. And I think that's really hard to deal with. Well, pretty much almost every industry is really male dominated. So when you see somebody taking over and they're still highly respected and those are the people they call, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But in regards to like directors, I really respect Ryan Coogler. I really just respect him. It's something about his aura. It's just cuz I I have met him in person, but just something about his aura, but you know, um if you listen to Ryan Coogler, um I did send that email to be a production assistant. So I didn't work on Black Panther <laughs> or Creed or Creed 2 and I think I was supposed to Too, but you know I'm cool. <laughs> in a battle, you know. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. So Ryan, Ryan if you're listening, Watch we're me. all available. <laughs> you know, any day, any time. We can do 4 a.m. calls. Like I'm all cool. Hey man, DM me, y'all. You will have my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Feel <laughs> you. Um, for me, I don't. I really it's so hard to pin down who inspires you. I yeah, feel like I'm not going to lie because after sorry. you said that I was like, "Dang, Chris Robinson inspires me. Dang, Ava inspires me. Issa inspired me. Uh, uh, I Williams like all oh, Yeah. It's it's hard. It's really hard. But I know for me personally, I feel like my culture inspires me mm. the most only because I'm Haitian, if you didn't know. And one of the things that I always say about Haitian What? people You're Haitian? Mhm. Haitian. Why you, you know? Indian, dude? No. <laughs> What? 
<laughs> well, you didn't know she was Haitian? No. Even though I heard she made food for everybody in Scatter, so for me. Stop, <laughs> stop. You weren't there that day. I got you, though. Come to my house. I'll make you some good Haitian food, girl. Okay, girl. Oh, I always can eat a little hungry oh, now. <laughs> After season one, we'll have, like, a cast party. Ooh. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the word party gets everybody started. Right. <laughs> then you throw the cast in front. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be a zero budget cast party. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bring your own dish, potluck style. Come meet in the DMs. <laughs> Go for class after that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, I think my, my culture inspires me the most mm -hmm. because I feel like Haitian people are very artistic. Mm -hmm. And if you speak to, like, the older Haitians, like, my mom and stuff like that when they speak in Creole they speak very philosophical mm. and they speak in like a lot of metaphors and similes if that makes like there there's always a story to explain like how they're feeling or something like that I don't know it's I, I can't really explain it but like Amazing. and the translation's kind of hard for me I think I got what I was yeah <laughs> I was a Haitian you were in the yeah. past life? I think so. Sakase, <laughs> yeah. all right. Yes. I'll take it. It has that connection. <laughs> Remember how both Agla watches are cracked. Oh, yeah, exactly. <gasps> yeah, we both have cracked watches. Me and Ryan, no watch game. <laughs> 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 and in the industry, I don't know. I just feel like life inspires me. Mm. There, I don't think there's one certain thing that does it for me. I just, I don't know. I like watching people. And watching things, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I do I do enjoy eavesdropping only because like especially as a writer, I just like to hear how people talk and how dialogue is in real life. How communication works. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. How communication those characters. works. Because I, it's really interesting. Like I'll watch like certain people some days, and depending on who they're interacting with their communication, the way they communicate changes. Mm. That's so mm. very true. Like the one, like they might be like really touchy with one person and then the next the next person they talk to, their voice might go higher or the next person they talk to, their voice goes lower. I don't know, I'm just fascinated by like human interaction and mm. like just life in general. And I just, I don't know, I think that's what inspires me. Psychology. Yeah, the psychology of, the science of behavior. People, yeah. people are interesting. People are very fascinating. And I see it on myself. Like, when I talk to Professor Quinn, for some reason, my voice goes higher. I don't know why. <laughs> I go up an octave. It, that's probably what it is. I think it's his enthusiasm that spreads. I, I haven't seen a so. professor in Sky who's that enthusiastic about Ooh, we teaching. We're going to cut that out. We're going to cut that knowledge. one out. We're going to cut that part out. <laughs> I love Quinn. No, but yeah. <laughs> going to Quinn. Shoot, going to Quinn and Kenny, like, they... I think Quinn is, like, another you know episode. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> well, he's actually going to be on an episode of the podcast. Him oh. and Kenny. Ooh. I'm trying to get them both together, but Kenny's being really touchy about it. He's like, mm, I like to be anonymous. You know, I just like to collect checks. <laughs> 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 but we're going to try and convince them to get him on there. But Quinn has agreed. And shout out to Quinn because he helped us. Do this setup, mm -hmm. but it's his mic stand. Yeah, it is his mic stand. I feel like talking to them, they make me feel really comfortable, like they're a relative. Because I'd be like, oh, and they're closer to us in age, so oh, they man. understand our point of view in comparison and to the other shift of the. <laughs> okay, well. Uh... <laughs> 
Well, I mean, okay, like Quinn, for example, he's very close to us in age. Mm, but um, so he like he knows like he's old enough to know the industry before it changed, and still. Young enough to changes. understand the changes and adapt to them. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to have like a person with both perspectives, and he's like a ball of energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's very having him for eight a.m. He made me feel like I was like in a new class. <laughs> oh my god. He's just I don't know. It's some it's something. It makes me feel like I can just tell him all my business, and I'll be okay. And I don't get <laughs> I don't get that feeling with everybody. Like I'm gonna tell you my business. You don't care, but this is what happened to me today. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But he's patient and he'll listen. Yeah. And he'll comment. Okay. Yeah. All right, Angelica. Okay. Student Angelica? Yeah. So, Quinn, what do I do? Well, Angelica, you know what you need to do already. (laughs) Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's... It's so funny because we talked about him in the last episode, too. So, like, I feel like every episode he's going to be referenced. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look at at you, Quinn. Mm Mm-hmm. You're leaving a good impression. You've only been, what, a quarter in? Mm. Quarter in Yes, half. this is the second quarter. Oh, okay. Awesome. Sorry. Um, <laughs> any parting thoughts for you guys? Any parting thoughts? We got to wrap up pretty soon here. My parting thoughts are... I have a lot of thoughts. Um, one, whatever you believe in, go for it. I know people think that certain things are impossible, but I believe that everything looks impossible until it is done. Um, I also had a professor say to another student, they were giving advice, they were like, it's better to start at the bottom of a ladder that you want to climb instead of starting in the middle of a ladder that you don't want to climb, like whatever ladder you want to, whatever ladder. Professor Kenny, because that was his quote. He was he quoting that the other day, because he that was him. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it was Kenny, but I didn't know if I should. Kenny was you. It was you. I remember. Listen, we already talked about. We got to give credit where credit is due. Kenny, I was was like, wow. I personally wasn't going through that kind of issue, but I hear him. It's so hard to say. I'm gonna start at the bottom, and I'm gonna climb my way, even though I'm already in the middle of something else. And all I gotta do is take two more steps, and I'm at the top. And for you to say I'm gonna start over and be at the bottom, and also when it comes down to like pitching stories and people not understanding whether it's like different cultures or ethnicities or you know different sexual orientations, just keep fighting for your story. As long as you're passionate about it, I think you should always keep fighting. That's like my those are my like closing thoughts. Like whatever it is. Stay passionate about it and just keep fighting for it, because mm-hmm. the struggle is real. But the that 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 ending where it, when it gets really great and you you get that first big project off the ground, it hasn't happened to me yet. I'm just speaking a manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are my parting thoughts. Yeah. What about you, Manhar? I don't know what to follow up with that. I want to stand up. And clap I told you, you I talk a lot. <laughs> no, That's okay. Amazing. That's encouraged here. <laughs> I mean, um, parting thoughts would just be um, that enjoy the journey mm-hmm. more than the destination. Amen. And, you know, there'll be happy days, there'll be frustrating days, there'll be bad days. But just as long as you're having fun doing what you love and you're able to get that paycheck as well with film mm-hmm. and TV. And, I mean, I mean, not be... Have good thoughts. Right. Good thoughts will lead to good actions, good people in your life. And just, you know, the show must go on. 
um, were uh, very privileged to be in a medium where um, it'll survive even after we're not here. So to remember that, you know, um, uh, that even when you're not here, people can and can look at your work, study at your work, study your work, what we do now in, in school. And just remember that your worldview is everything. Um, the way you want to end your story is everything. And instead of having an ambiguous ending or an ending where you make the audience think and perceive or show it to them, um, don't, exp uh, don't do any exposition. <laughs> we just um, show it to them. And yeah, I mean, show must go on. This is a podcast that in five years down the line, millions of people will hear. Um, speak it into existence. Touch wood. <laughs> and uh, and this will be our bottom of the ladder, in a way. Mm -hmm. And we'll be like, we did this. We didn't have to. Mm. This uh, Asian girl came to SCAD. <laughs> uh, Ryan was here. Angelica is here. Our watches were uh, broken. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, we just needed some good audio and Quinn's mic stand. Yes. <laughs> and we did it. And we made it somewhere, and yeah, the show must go on. Just, and yeah, just one last thing though. Um, I've always felt, instead of being selfish or, you know, thinking about your work like that, whatever you learn at school or life, just impart that knowledge as well to the next generation. Be nice, you know. Mm. Be mentors. Um, in, in that sense, you know, so that you leave the world a happier, saner place. Um, in in uh, in their hands too, yeah. That for me is is really important. Parting words are done. My <laughs> name is Manhar Kumar. <laughs> what about you, Ray? About parting thoughts. Any parting oh, thoughts no, no, no. for you? I'll I'll do that when I come in to speak. You know, Ryan's oh, parting words are okay. guys. The audio is clear. Ryan's gonna he's gonna hold on to it until he gets his episode. All right. Mm. All right. Well, parting thoughts for me. Mm -hmm. Um, we should ask that to you. Parting thoughts for me, a question to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's alright. Okay, parting thoughts, Mahalia. Oh, Episode thank you, two. thank you. The struggle is real. I think my parting thoughts would be um, your point of view and how you view life is very unique, even if you feel it might be similar to somebody else's. It's very unique. So, don't censor yourself because you feel that I don't, that you have to conform to somebody else's thoughts or anything like that. Just be your best self and do what you got to do. Do what makes you happy. That's all. That's what I'm trying to do. I just want to do what makes me happy. I think your shoots are going to go amazing, both of yours. Thank you. Speak that to existence. You go well. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of The Struggle is Real, and we'll see you next time. And if an actor like, drops out, just call me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>